Welcome, Parish Orphans and Retrogrades, to another exciting episode. Today is one of the episodes I've been the most excited about, and one of the episodes, in all frankness, that I've planned out without, without tending to for the most amount of weeks and even months. I'd like to introduce you to two people who have a groundbreaking scientific discovery. There's no way to pump it up anymore. They've become friends, and they've been behind the scenes helping at Rules for Retrogrades over the last two years. This is Brennan and Audra. Welcome to the show, guys. I want to get to your program real fast. Thanks, Tim. Thank you. It's an honor, honor to be on your show. Yes, very exciting. We've been looking forward to this for a while, too. Yeah, on the other end of the screen, I mean, so th- th- it's people will wonder what I mean by Nikonicaps. This is the system we're going to develop. They, they'll, they probably are wondering what I mean by you've been behind as consultants for this entire time. Basically, you guys reached out to me at the very beginning of my time on TNT. We, we talked some throughout the first fall that I was working on TNT by phone. And you shared with me that you had a scientific breakthrough. It's called Nikonic Caps, after your last name. And it is a new Catholic personality typing system that is shockingly accurate. It is shockingly fail-safe. It is shockingly, uh, it, it's like a real-life Miss Cleo. And I... I just wanted to bring you guys on. You <laughs> can show it. It's real and it's Catholic and, and you have all the connections. So I'm just going to shut up and, and help you to <laughs> develop this system that you've been working on for like a dozen years. Yeah. Yes. Wow. What an introduction. <laughs> it's the real so, deal. Thank you. Um, just to give you, I guess, a really short version of what the discovery is. Um, we discovered that the human body expresses motivation similarly to the way it expresses emotion, meaning that from moment to moment, you can read what someone is motivated by. And that is indicated from things like body language, facial expressions, um, tonality, the way someone approaches a situation, and also previously unknown indicators like um, head leans, uh, eye movement patterns, which we discovered. It's not something that's that anyone has been aware of. And to give you a quick example, um, if you were to see somebody's lip quivering like this, then you're going to deduce that someone's internal state is expressing itself externally as sadness. So that's something that, that we understand that people have accepted is true. Well, the same is true for motivation. So from moment to moment, there are what we call the seven motivants being constantly shifting and, and uh, being expressed. And in addition to that, over time, when you see someone's tendencies, whoops, my headphones falling out. I've, I've <laughs> oddly shaped ears and these tiny little headphones never stay in there. We'll see how this does. Um, your outer so over- ear, your outer, <laughs> your, your middle and outer ear only. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very scientific of you. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so over time, when you see these tendencies that someone has and you see these same motivational patterns occurring, then that is revealing someone's personality structure. And that's the design that they were given from the moment of conception that does not change. So obviously, this has enormous implications um, in multiple areas. Can I stop you real quick, Audra? Of course. You mentioned changeability, mutability. Everyone at one point 
or another, probably that's watching this, has tried the MBTI, the Myers-Briggs test. It's fascinating. It plays into whatever elements of narcissism are festering there in your personality. Everyone loves talking about themselves. Of course. Your guy's system works in an immutable way. Let me read you a couple quick Jungian type questions from the, the kind of pseudo philosophy, pseudo psychology of Carl Jung that inform, it, they're so superficial. The MBTI test. We literally, by the way, Steph and I sat around with a couple of our friends, took the Myers Briggs questions a, a couple nights in a, a couple times in a row within an hour, and we were typing ourselves as different pers personalities by the 15 minutes, by the so half you can, hour. So you can shape shift. That, that's very impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can change whoever I want to be. Maybe I'm an ENF, <laughs> ENT, right. whatever it is. The next yeah. moment I'd be an INFP. Like that shouldn't be able to happen. What's amazing about your guys' system is that you came at me. And at first I was like, what is this? You knew things about me. It sounds like a carnival trick that I that I barely knew. Same thing um, from one or two videos that Steph had appeared on TNT. You knew things about Steph. And I was like, this is the real deal. You showed me some of your research. We've gotten together before. Now, you know, now you're moving to the South. I, I don't know how public that is, but I won't say where. <laughs> you're going to be in. Now. in <laughs> well, it is now. Deal with it. Boom. No, I mean, the, <laughs> you're, you're going to be closer. And this yeah. system is the real deal. And it's a scientific proof of. Thomism more or less, but sorry, I wasn't trying to talk this much. It's just the, the point of contrast I was drawing, the sharp relief is with Myers-Briggs. The questions are like, you are almost never late for your appointments. This Jungian behaviorism where you're like, if I'm in a weird mood where I'm really capitulating, I might say, yeah, I guess I am all the time, which in my case, I pretty much always am. That wouldn't be a tough one. But another question is like, you like to be engaged in an active and fast paced job. There's nothing objective about this. It's yeah. all behavioralism. It's unionism. It's it's it, it plays into cultural Marxism, uh, narcissism, and and maybe Marxism as well. I'd have to think about that. Yeah. And it changes all the time. The results change. Your personality system does not. It's all based on science, right? I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think this is one of the things that many faithful, devout. Catholics out there don't realize the effects of understanding who they are and through the lens of personality that somebody like Jung was looking to, to a certain extent, or knew the logical consequence was that the priest and a genuine faith was going to be replaced by what he was proposing. Um, so much so that you have people like um, um, popes in the past, Cardinal Mercier, you have um, Father uh, Hardin was banned for the last 16 years from teaching at Jesuit institutions because he spoke against the MBTI. Oh, no, actually the Enneagram, but it, but right. it's a similar, it's of the similar, similar design, vein. They're, they both will lead you to um, uh, New Age. Many people think MBTI is safe, um, but when you read Young and he pr uh, promotes Christ as a mythical figure, when he allows for any type of interpretation, which uh, Jordan B. Peterson is continuing that um, that that challenging notion that you can take the gospel readings and read it one place, and the next place uh, Jordan will read Pinocchio, and he'll have just as much meaning and merit from that. 
um, thus undermining and really playing into modernity. So a it's lot all of people, myth. It's all myth for modernity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all myth. It's all meanings that we can contrive. Um, uh, Freud, who obviously uh, Archbishop Sheen was very much against, um, he took the idea of reading dreams from his Jewish heritage, but then he stripped it away from it to say, we don't need God to tell us what the dream means. Uh, we can interpret it however we want. And this leads to that post-modern thought of uh, yes, destroying... It's all yeah. about naturalizing the supernatural. That's what right. all of the yeah. psychologizations of the faith and, right. to, you know, you, you can't do it to Thomistic philosophy because right. it's inextricable. And yeah. that's what's beautiful about your system. That's why your system works, because yeah. it's real. And that's why, again, people don't understand, because a lot of it's from, from facial movements, eyeball yeah. movements, head movements, yeah. even mouth movements. Yeah. Um, the, you guys can literally and probably have, because it's what you do. You've devoted the last 12 years to the study of this, the development of it. Yeah. You can take any video of any person and know more about them than their spouse if they have an right. unobservant spouse. So what we're going to do on this show in a little bit is we're going to look at even actors trying to uh, befit a character, trying to play a, a play role, a character, and they, because they know what they're trying to express, what which of the motivants which of the seven motivations? There are really yeah. there are really six. I'll let you explain that that are mm -hmm. sure. externalized uh, habitually, but the the system works for them too, even for actors that aren't that aren't playing themselves. Uh, right. As it, it, that's that's really interesting. So we can do it to people, movie stars, celebrities playing somebody else, movie yeah. stars or celebrities in an interview. You can do it on. You can look at TNT, you can look at Marshall and Gordon, you can look at right. my show, you can look at any of my guests, and yep. you have, and you know what type they are. Can you yeah. explain the types, how you have a primary and a secondary? Oh, you sure. explain it like a bicycle to me. I like sure. that explanation. Well, one of, one of the first things um, that our discovery was built off of was fifty, roughly 50 years ago, researchers discovered that brain processing was indicated by eye movements. So a simple... Um, Motion would be if somebody looks in the upper corners, they're processing visually. Uh, if they look across, they're processing uh, auditorily. And down to the right is feeling, down to the left is thinking. And uh, we use uh, a mnemonic. You look up at the plane, you look across at who's talking to you, and you look down at your feet. And if you think of feeling being the F on the, um, as you're looking down at your shirt that, that says feet, and down to the right or left is thinking, then you have feeling, thinking, auditory, and visual. So it's the individual's right and left. Right. As you're looking at them, it's their right and their left. Yeah. So this yeah. is something right that stage left. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, when once we, um, um, I learned about this, and for over two decades, um, but there was a limitation to what the researchers uh, concluded from it. And one of the things that we found uh, eventually, once actually in the process that Audra is becoming Catholic, we wanted to take general motivations that everybody would have heard of before, like if you draw one of those wheels of your life that says you need financial and social and physical and emotional, and they have all these, you know, mm -hmm. spiritual, all these different aspects that are important to somebody. Um, these are general indicators of motivation that we're all familiar with. But what yeah. we did is we realized that the eyes actually move in pairs, and these pairs 
um, fall into one of these seven different motivations, and that linked up to the virtues and vices. And all of a sudden, we started uncovering or unraveling um, far more than we ever anticipated. It was just kind of a fun game that we were playing at first, yeah. even though we had a lot of background in psych and, and understanding uh, human behavior. So once that happened, then a show came out three months later uh, called Lie to Me, and that focused on a discovery called uh, Microexpressions, where the face will, rather than showing happiness or uh, anger or anything else, it'll just really quickly indicate those things. And we realized that the same patterns we found with the eyes coupling also was being um, mapped throughout the face, throughout right. the body, that these equations that were based on the senses um, were actually showing themselves in everything that that the human body was doing. Yeah. Um, and we actually even spoke to the psychologist uh, who did the work on microexpressions. Right. Um, and he's no longer doing labs, but he said, if this is if this yeah. is true, this is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> we spoke spoken through through email on, on a series of exchanges, yeah. and it, it blew his mind. Yeah. Uh, to think what we were claiming, and this is what the entire he was the central figure from the show Lie to Me. Mm -hmm. That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. From an evidentiary perspective, people out there who are watching this pretty much, you know, mostly, mostly trust me unless they watch the troll. <laughs> and I can say from an evidentiary perspective, unless you guys are the greatest mind readers, the greatest scam artists in the history of the world, and, and you're not, I've known you a long time now, or going on a long time, and you've explained the system and shown me, hey, I want to teach you, Tim, how to type your family. You've typed my kids, my wife, yeah. and, and it's it's the same system, and you've you've pieced it apart. It's not like a magician that won't explain his trick. It's <laughs> just a big, reproducible, precise, right. accurate. Remember the difference between accuracy and precision. Scientific system, yeah. and it's genuinely it's genuinely exciting. It's genuinely yeah. a big deal. Yeah, yeah, we well, think so. yeah. It's well, <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, and it's one of the things that we think that God has waited for this time of both crisis of not only in the Catholic church, but in society itself. And with all the culture wars that are going around, one of the biggest claims that um, God is, whether or not he exists or not, it doesn't matter because it's irrelevant. And um, instead what happens is people focus on the utilitarian focus, the relativism of what works for them at that moment. And uh, even psychology itself defines the two things it cares about is, um, are you functioning are, and are you happy with your life? So if you're happy yeah. and functioning, then great. But you look at all the different atrocities that have been committed by totalitarian governments. They were very happy with what they did, and they were very productive. So sure. therefore, there's something wrong with that that definition. And what we would say instead, it really comes down to, and we, we call it the PTP of, of a person. Not yeah, so one of the biggest challenges that we noticed is that you have right now you have psychology you have theology and philosophy this we call the ptp so psychology is looking to define who you are the theology is who god is and the philosophy is based on those things how do you live your life you know what is the meaning what is the morals and what we have in our modern society is being defined mostly i would say by a psychology that's saying we're going to tell you who you are. We're going to define who you are, or we're going to allow you to define yourself however you wish. Right. Um, and then obviously that affects your theology and what you believe about God, because that changes, you know, significantly along with that right. uh, belief. And therefore the philosophy and what you're seeing happen in society is 
gotten to that point where we're all going, this is, this is insane. <laughs> this is, this is beyond anything we would have thought could happen so quickly. Um, yeah. And what this system does is it's saying, we can show you how to see people through God's eyes. How do you see yourself and other people through the way God sees you because he designed you this way? Right. Um, and then because it ties back to scripture, it's, it's, very, it's built on Judeo-Christian beliefs about the human person and the scriptures of the Bible. Um, it directly ties into uh, things like Genesis 1 and the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes yeah. and all these aspects of yeah. scripture. Our, our equations are literally in Genesis 1. And we didn't realize this until years after we made um, the scientific discovery. It was in 2008. We actually made it the month that the uh, stock market fell uh, 777. And these are the first types of indicators that we begin to realize, oh, wait a second, God's hinting us uh, that there's something greater than trying to... Than what we it. first thought it was. Yeah, which is, you know, <laughs> uh, you know I, I wanted to get rich and famous off of it. I wanted to make billions of dollars. And instead, we realized there was something more important, and that was to try to help a billion, save a billion souls. And how would that do that <laughs> is because people no longer put much stock in um, the metaphysics, even though they should. And so what we have to do, metaphysics is like this beautiful log, but you have to get somebody interested in it. So we believe that Nakani Caps can be like that starter log for what they do put interest in, which is themselves and other people, and which is um, how to live what they think is the good life. And most importantly, they put... Uh, stock into science that science is going to tell us how to live so once we can debunk supposedly what the top universities across the world are currently teaching you about yourself um and replace it with something that god he's like and wanting the entire time through the gospels and everything else he's using this language um all of a sudden the comic book that everyone thought was a myth is now teaching far more advanced science than anything we've ever had and and can and uh, conversely, you look at things like the five-factor model, which is very similar to MBTI, is extremely, extremely flawed. You have an idea of like extroversion. You're an extrovert. Well, and I'm very an subjective. Yeah, yeah, so subjective. subjective. Yeah, it's, yeah, so yeah. You look subjective. at, yeah, you look at Professor, uh, the late um, Professor Jack Block, and uh, he loved personality systems, but he said we're not there yet. Um, he has several articles online debunking. Uh, the five-factor model, which is kind of like the academics version of the MBTI. And it's we'll pseudoscience. Go it. Yeah, yeah they, it, it all is, of it these systems are so. pseudoscience. Yeah, a couple yes. quick things. So, you, I mean, you have pedigree, right? I, I won't get too personal, sure. but Brennan, you have Ivy League pedigree. Sure. Audra was a successful actress. You guys both know the entertainment industry. Thirdly, mm -hmm. you guys are private consultants, not only for me, but some other Catholics behind the scenes. Yeah. And and fourthly, you you can go through and talk about anyone's favorite YouTube personality, Catholic right. personality or otherwise, and say, I know what we will. <laughs> and you're gonna do that. That's part yeah. that's part that, of that, what, that, that that's a fun part. Yeah. So yeah. But, but psychology, it should be said, this is the the I think the most valid critique of the SJs, the Jesuit order, is they psychologized Catholic philosophy and theology, mm -hmm. and it immanentizes the eschaton, like you say. It de-eudemonizes, if you can say that, uh, uh, Aristotelian ethics, right? It subjectivizes it. It undoes the teleology 
that is supposed to be hardwired into all of man's projects. So all of a sudden, it just asks in this Jungian way, this Myers-Briggs way, what fulfills you instead of, and and it's all a, a, a function of pleasure, instead of what is the good, the truly good, the supreme good, the good behind all the other goods. And when you said four minutes ago or whatever, I forget if it was Brennan or Audra, that this test gives you some sort of schematization of what the way that God sees you. That means the truly like the platonic form of, of who you really are. It's, it's a good, a, a very faithful iteration of who you are in your soul. Meaning here are your two primary mode events. Here's your, your secondary mode event. The way they combine tends to be a certain personality type. Right. So in that one way, the type itself, the typology, yeah. You're going to get an answer kind of like MBTI, but it's much more complex. It's much more dynamic yeah. and it's much more organic. All of the personality types have natural blind spots and natural yeah. strengths. In MBTI, you don't get that. It's all just like, oh, let me check my type. Am I uh, right. Napoleon Bonaparte conqueror or am I Alexander the Great? There's there's <laughs> no bad here about yourself, right? You guys, oh, you are as well. Wow, yeah. I, I, I liked you. I know. No, I've, I've never seen awesome. a bad one. I, I, it's all good. Oh yeah, no, it's it's true. It's true. I, think, I mean, there's there's so much pandering to people's egos. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that we say is there is no like good type or bad type. What we're talking about is that there is a design, and then we have free will. So obviously you know, there are pros and cons that are built into a design, but then on top of it, it's just the free will of your spirit choosing positive or are we sinning? Are we not, you know? Um, And that's something that you almost feel like they tell you these are going to be your sins as opposed to this, you know, this may be a tendency that you might struggle with. Yeah. Um, That's one of the things like we say is that if a profile doesn't have, if you can't picture a, uh, a saint and a serial killer with the same profile, then you don't have an accurate profiling system. What you really have is that yes. kind of astrology uh, parlor trick game yeah. where you can send out one um, description to everybody and they They'll all say that, that that's it. exactly me. Um, the second thing is we deal with, and the CAPS stands for cycle analysis profiling system. And we kind of like to a little another play on words. Like, would you rather uh, be a cycle analysis <laughs> or cycle analysis? Yeah, exactly. I'd rather be a cycle rather than a cycle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know that, that psychopath. I, Are you guys yeah, exactly? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and that, that that that's a great segue. It it is the cycle path because, for instance, if we took a picture of where we are currently at this time of day, it would be sunny. Twelve hours from now, it would be dark. So the question is, if you don't even have something as simple as a day and night cycle built in, you can't accurately describe a location. Right. And, and, and people are infinitely more complex than a location. So therefore, our model is built upon the same way they have water cycle, planet, planetary movements, um, you know, uh, oxygen, all these different types of cycles that exist to truly anticipate somebody. Number one, you have to have a planned cycle of how things will be. And number two, you have to have a planned interaction, which means, for instance, if I was to say uh, paper versus plastic, and, you know, uh, if I was to pander to it, I'd be like, you know, paper, you're so strong, and and you're an honest paper, and, <laughs> and plastic, you, you, 
you get along with a lot of people because you're so flexible and easygoing, <laughs> right? That, that that would be how it, it would generally go. But but in general, we say number one, not only is there a cycle, but there's also a a pairing between what is it being used for. So if we're in a place that's really hot, plastic is out. If we're in a place that is um, going to be really wet, paper's out. Simple pairing between things. And when you don't have that a coupling of, you know, I think you've talked about in your show before as far as it's not only the golden mean, but it's also for what's appropriate for that situation. Yeah, which function then, argument. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which, which goes back to the implication of law of non-contradiction, that there can be something that is appropriate for this. I could have gas and I could have uh, orange juice, but I don't want to drink gasoline and I don't want to put orange juice in my car. So without understanding this coupling, and we just put these abstract siloed descriptions, we yeah. really know this is not dealing with reality. It's definitely, it definitely should not be considered science at all. And no matter how many um, statistical analysis that you do, no matter how many people that you interview for this, you're putting faulty buckets, you're putting in an underlying faulty uh, theory um, that can and should be very quickly debunked. Yeah, yeah science but- is repeatable. Sorry, go ahead. Right. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Yeah. I was yes. just going to say, the other systems are not dynamic. All of these personality systems, I have a friend and, and a close cousin who really likes them all. They're not dynamic. They're all positive. Like you right. said, if you're incapable of expressing one member in the category that's a very good guy, that's very exemplary, and conversely, one member of the same category, the same personality type that is a monster or a serial killer, sure. then it is not science. And also... Yeah. As you said, if it's not the same day and night, rain or shine, in season and out of season, as St. Paul says, then it's not an accurate system. Repeatability is the primary sine qua non for good science. And your your system works. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and before we talk about the cycle a little bit, so sort of in more detail, the other thing to note um, as far as the cyclical nature of it is that because we're all human beings, we go through all seven of the motivants. So even though we do have a design that's specific to us, depending on what the situation is, we're all going to show similar behaviors. So for example, um, I'm what you would call approval primary, which um, would tend to be more sensitive but tend not. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, he lives with me, you know. Um, <laughs> more emotional, buried emotions, things go up and down. It's a little bit of a roller coaster. I, I, I'm, I'm snarky revolution going to balance okay. right now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if I haven't gotten sleep the night before and I'm frustrated and my blood sugar's low, guess what? I'm not going to act like that. I'm going to be bottom line. I'm going to be in your face. I'm going to go to wealth and my chin's going to go up and I'm going to be talking like this because I just want what I want and I want it done now. Um, And you need to respond to me in that moment. So when we are looking to interact with people, we don't want someone to to look at a paper and go, oh, she's INFJ and um, she wants me to behave like this. I need you to meet me where I am. And if you know, okay, she's in this moment, um, then you can react in a very... um, organic way with a person right, right. not this sort it's like, of memorized it's like a, da- it's a, it's a beautiful dance yeah it's like a beautiful dance rather than stepping on someone's toes exactly <laughs> that, that, that situation you have to react to how that person is at that moment and and it's going to have different factors it may have tendencies but still like she said it, it can go out and, and we can we can give a quick like you had said before as far as the seven motivations if we want to uh, this is all probably sounds great to people but it, it can still sound 
Um, a bit esoteric. Esoteric yeah. until we like literally show, hey, when you look down, do you know why you look down? And when someone's chin's up like this, what does that mean? And we go through the seven motivations if you like. Um, sure. You know, and then to- maybe maybe because people kind of know me, you can tell me and I can vouch for you. Oh, sure. That now, now you kind of know me. You know me as a friend. Sure. But the, I talked to you before starting before Halloween of 2018 and we'd never met and you told me what my type is and it was accurate and it was from watching a couple videos and so maybe we could talk you know you could go through the the seven motivants how primary secondary work really quick um, just because it's going to be a lot of info for people but then you can tell people okay this is what I told Tim I'll vouch for it (laughs) <laughs> and, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, and, what and, and, any videos that weren't weren't uh, pulled from? Uh... <laughs> yeah, some some of them still <laughs> remain. The videos you uh, you used as your for your yeah, subjects. Well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and any of the videos that weren't pulled from the TNT. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but some anyway, of them are uh, still up. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, okay. So, um. So going through this, seven motivations, and uh, we like to use the Scarface poster as the first three motivations. Um, this is to, not entirely rated G, just so yeah, people no, know. It's yeah, not entirely we, rated we G descriptions. We, won't, we so. won't entirely, yeah. I'll skip the other three. <laughs> all but, right. but one of them uh, is never totally rated G. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Good. Um, so, you know, uh, the Scarface poster, you have money, power, respect. Uh, I think uh, Aquinas talks about that in the Summa, where he talks about... Um, you're not going to find true happiness by pursuing uh, the various different types. But in many, I think he calls uh, power, he uses power. He, I think he uses, does he use wealth? He might even use wealth, um, which would be money. Uh, and then respect uh, would go back to that status uh, of, of situation. So these four sensory blocks, visual, auditory, feeling, and thinking. So visual can be best thought of as a want, very bottom line, blunt, Across is auditory, very much tied to a rule. So if somebody's rolling their eyes like this, they they had a want, they're impatient. Somebody's across, they're uh, thinking of a rule. They could be happy or sad about it. So if we do a combination between double visual, that will lead to the first motivation, which is wealth. Uh, probably one of the most famous uh, primary uh, wealth profiles right now is president donald trump Trump, yeah and yeah and so one of the ways you'll actually see is his head will actually kick up and one of the challenges is um many people uh will judge president trump for his bluntness but they'll actually use it as a um they'll use it as a way to actually say he's a bad person like it's a defective you know deformity of of a person rather than a trait yeah and and there's there's plenty of things um that Clearly, you have pros and cons of every profile, and, mm-hmm. and uh, right. he's, he's not perfect, but a lot of what he is good at is cutting through the BS. By the way, the only thing that's not positive, like like saccharine sweet positive sure. about MBTI, everything's positive. Everyone's yeah. a winner. Everyone's a champ. Sure. But what I first thing I asked, this is over a decade ago, I was like, wait a minute. Certain types get along better romantically. Certain types don't. What do you do if you're married to someone and you take oh, MBTI know, right? very seriously and it says that you're like yeah. the least compatible? That's not positive yeah. at all. That's quite that people and people take this stuff seriously, like okay. astrology. Yeah. So it's a closed system. It's not dynamic. Right, there, yeah. uh, people I could imagine have been okay. like, oh, I guess we have to get divorced now. Your <laughs> oh, yeah. system, 
with no, all the true. different motivants, it's right. like, no, you can get along with anyone. Men and women are attracted to each other. It's exactly. not, you know, who your soulmate is, right. as, as we'd say in an Aristotelian sense, is dynamic. Right. It's whoever you've worked with for your entire life to work problems out. Yeah. And then you're looking back. That was yeah. your soulmate, the person that right. you spent your whole life with that you are married to. It, and yeah, there are certain aspects um, that are strengths in terms of your fit. For one another, there are certain challenges, but yes. your system enables you to know, okay, this is why the strength fits so naturally. You can know right. the internal workings. More importantly, your system enables people to know this is the kind of problem you should expect right. even as a couple oh, because yeah. you're a, you're a wealth, wealth primary, you know, yeah. and, and this on the other hand is a respect primary is what you told me and staff. Yeah. yeah. And yeah here's what you should expect as a challenge. And we're like, yep, this is, this is the right. only kind of thing we ever fight about, yeah. it's <laughs> rare, but, it, but it's yeah. rare, but it's always been a challenge for us and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I'm another wealth primary just, just yes. for, for Trump. Yes. And it's not because I'm a wealthy guy <laughs> that <laughs> heavens know, but. Well, and that's the interesting thing about wealth is that really it has to do with accumulation more than necessarily physical objects. So, I mean, you will find a lot of people that will be wealthy that have a wealth primary because they want to accumulate physical things, but you find so many people that are intellectually what we would consider wealthy, that they just have this darn thing, um, that they just have this sort of wealth she, of she, knowledge. She has an ear deficiency. So. <laughs> no, we call, we call me an elf. Like, I usually cover up my ears, but I, I literally am an elf. And, and we, like, lo we love it, the movie Elf, so it's, uh, it works. Uh, <laughs> and Tolkien, for that matter. Um, so, elf, what's your favorite color? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah the kids know, know that movie inside out. So, um, so, yeah. So, really, I mean, you look at the wealth of knowledge that you have that you can just spout off facts so easily. And we would say right. that is a very wealth trait. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we immediately noticed and profiled that with you. And that was one of the things early on as you were getting used to presenting live and, and knocking out shows like that, we noticed a lot of visual movement in your eyes moving in the upper corners mm -hmm. and you still do that. Um, but one of the things that uh, the malleability, or if you want to say the neuroplasticity of a person means that there can be an arc change or training. Every the military of course knows this because they can take anybody off the street and make them into uh, you know, a strong, brave soldier. But they they beat it, they beat any laziness out of them and they put the training into them to right. conform them to a certain standard. Uh, and military would be very much thought of as as a victory primary, which is right. another motivation. But for but for from your standpoint, you had a lot of wealth which is fine if you're writing a book in a situation, but if you're presenting, we need a lot more of visual plus auditory. And if you think of those two strings, visual and auditory pulling, you would actually keep your head level. And so that's one of the things that you worked on and you picked it up like overnight. Um, yeah, once, that once, and the storytelling, yeah. um, exactly. being connected to an audience, thinking of other people in terms of audience. Respect is about communication. It's about the rules. It's, it's one of those things that sort of holds relationships in society together because you're looking to interact socially right. and that involves looking right at a camera right. and talking directly and talking about yourself and yeah so if i went to a fast food restaurant and i never made eye contact with the person and i was just looking up at the menu and just like kind of gave my card didn't even look at that point that would be considered rude and that would be the challenge of a wealth primary would have is making sure that they don't go that they actually bring themselves down to other people in their place. And literally, it's physically, it's like the body-soul composite. 
yeah. uh, which which we can go through the sensory blocks perfectly mapped to the body soul uh, image that uh, Aquinas had, which is incredible. But the main part of it is the sacramentality of Catholicism. The sense basedness of it means it doesn't make it Gnostic. We don't have these Gnostic categories, right. very real categories. And then we found out years later that they actually map to the five senses. So wealth would tie to sight. And so anybody that knows, for instance, you know, that has kids walks through a toy aisle knows you want the kids to look the other way, because if they don't look the other way, they're going to want whatever they see. And they usually throw their head back and throw a fit. Exactly. So that's <laughs> yeah. the other thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you protect yeah. your kid's head. Yeah. When they throw fit to the head yeah. Floor, which, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've, I'm not getting yeah. what I want. That's never happened with us. We've, <laughs> never. We've, yeah. Trump will do that a lot where he'll have his head up and he'll be looking down. You know what I mean? Yeah. In in the oh, debates yeah. where he'll look exactly. up, but he's he's looking down. I mean, he's literally oh, yeah. looking down on people. And then again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wealth wealth primary, so yeah. I I uh I I relate to that very much, but your secondary. So, but but you described it like a bike, where you have there are couplings of the motivants. So wealth yeah. is coupled with respect. Audra was oh. just talking about respect. That's your what you swing to or whatever. Oh, so right? the, so the wealth and victory is actually on the same. Oh, continuum. wealth and victory. Okay, yeah, so, wealth yeah. and victory. Yeah, and, and a simple um, a mnemonic Sorry. we use for that is money and military. Yeah. So the idea basically is we have, there's three continuums. So we, we go through the seven motivations, but we first talk about the six ones, which are the embodied motivations. We'll talk about what that means later. But basically, you have three continuums. And if you th think of a weather vane that goes back and forth uh, between one direction and another, this flips back and forth between uh, money, wealth, and military victory. And you oftentimes will see this pairing together, right? You think of the classic example of a drug lord where they have a bunch of big thugs that are protecting them. These two things go together. Business and military go together. This tends to be more of the kind of ruling class, uh, for lack of a better word. But it actually is embodied in our body itself. And people that have wealth or uh, victory may be more inclined to rise the ranks in that way um, because of that... Uh, that uh, gift that they have. It's like, yeah, it's like a predisposition. Yeah. So then mm -hmm. the next next one would be respect and approval. Yeah. And really quick, just so you understand too, the reason that those two flip back and forth on continuum is equation-based. So it we can go through a training, another video that's, that's more in-depth, but it's something that you can see yeah. Literally on paper, um, there's there's a reason why those two go together. Maybe it's very simple once you, you do, once you look um, at it. Respect and approval. Maybe. Yeah. So respect and approval would be the next continuum. So respect is the one we were talking about, right? It relates it's visual to, plus auditory. Mm -hmm. um, and so the opposite of visual plus auditory is feeling and thinking, and approval is feeling and thinking. And while that is still related to relationship, it has more to do with the emotional side. So respect is going to be more of the interaction and the external that is com comfortable with um, approval is going to be more of the internalizing um, more feeling and thought based yeah it's, it's so, the most classic way that people think of introversion and extroversion and then it does an um, oversimplification then mbti yeah. fanboys yeah. say no 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 it's not that it's yeah. i'll get my energy from you got all these people that call themselves yeah. introverts and they like post like seven times a day i'm like yeah. dude you're not <laughs> 
<laughs> number one, it's a, it's a yeah. There's no scientific proof to say someone gets their energy from any of these things. It right. all depends yeah, on yeah. what the situation is. But but and you get corrected by them. They're like, well, oh, yeah. it's not that I'm I'm outgoing. That's what right. I thought an extrovert was when I was like right. five years old. Right. It's exactly. that I'm energized by it. I'm like, okay, right, right. do you think that when you were six? Because you're still <laughs> right. at that level. Of, it's it's not deep, dude. Like. Yeah, I, I, I love I love hearing you uh, use your gift. It will go go to your secondary, which <laughs> your your gift of quips. Uh, yes, shooting those arrows at that because you're absolutely right. Um, so but, in this yeah. situation, it's a feeling and thinking. Meaning, you're when you see someone looking down like this to their right and their left, or just yeah. down. Period. Yeah. Um, they're going to that approval place. So it's going to be a lot more emotional. It can be disapproving. It can be approving. It can be kind of shut down emotionally, but right. it's all coming from that same place, which is how are other people relating to me? You know, right. are they approving of me? Do I approve of them? Do I disapprove of the situation? Are people like being kind to one another? Right. Are they not? Do I like that? It's <laughs> it's really looking for meaning yeah. um, more yeah. than Wait, any other. Or predominant because I'm I'm approval secondary. I'm right. yes. I'm, we'll get that out. I'm wealth primary, sure. approval yes. secondary. Yes. Wealth primary means that I also kind of get virtue. I sort of get a twofer. You get a twofer. I get the victory as well because yes. I flip over. But it's Flipping wealth over. primary yeah. and, and approval secondary. So does that mean that – does it mean more predominantly I approve of things or I want people to approve of me or is it 50-50? That's something I never it's, – it, it's, it's what's everything and above. Like, for instance, there's a, a very famous phrase that we think is is categorically incorrect that says – the opposite of love is not hate, but indifference. And what we found is the approval family includes all three of those words. Uh, a positive approval is love. A negative or disapproval is hatred. And a shutdown approval is indifference. And right. so in this, in this case, basically, um, and that's why you see you know, many times when um, detectives would uh, look at uh, crimes of passion, they would see how many times was somebody stabbed. And not right. always, but more times than not, the person knew the person because there was an extra um, emotion. emotion going there. It mm -hmm. went from an intense love to an intense hate. Extra so, stab marks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, yeah. And a very similar thing where scientists had uh, trouble understanding why the eyebrows would go up in this upper section, both in intense amounts of pain and intense amounts of pleasure. Yeah. Again, for us, this is all approval. It can be fear-based. It's the same. It be, it's yeah, basically, yeah. it's approval. So intense pain is approval because it's a fearful emotion of approval. Right. Um, you know, pleasure is a happy emotion approval, but you're going to make this similar expression yeah. just because it's all in the same right. uh, family. Right. Of, so, of so what we would say as far as uh, with you, Tim, with your secondary being approval is you're going to kind of paint the brush of approval or disapproval to um, a lot of things. I mean, just kind of just, you know, I love this. I hate this. I love this. I hate, you know, doors versus Led Zeppelin. That's Zephyr. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. You know, and, and it was really funny yeah. to see uh, uh, some of the debates that you had with uh, with Trent Horn because he's wealth primary is like yourself, but he's revolution secondary. So yeah. his entire discussion was logic, 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 logic. And so uh, he pictures everything in the place of logic and seeing that that is what's going to solve all debates. Um, and there's, there's pros and cons to all all these uh, different ones. But for us sitting back and watching that debate, it was literally like, we're kind of pulling our hair out because we're like, if they just understood, then what they can do, then you or Trent would have the ability to transcend because it's only your default that you start that way. But once you learn, like going through military training, going through even pageantry training, any different type of training <laughs> that you go through, right? That's um, me. 
Yeah. I, was, I, was, uh, I guessed that. Cuties training. Yeah, yeah, young, young, young Miss Mississippi. Uh, so, but yeah, a big deal to me. <laughs> so, uh, so the idea, um, the idea is of you uh, threw him off. He doesn't yeah, really say now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like I'm just now, picturing. Now, I'm in, yeah. Okay, no, all yeah. right. Let's not. Well, no, let's I, I was smart, Alec. I was I was picturing. Listen, listen to him. Uh, I, I I got the uh, pleasure to hear some of his old uh, recordings. Oh yeah, he was, he was a a bad a. As a singer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was very, very impressed. Yeah. Uh, but, but obviously the same type of thing, musical training, you don't start immediately having this disposition to play something. Uh, right. You have to work and train, even if you have natural gifts. So right. what, as far as from your standpoint, the idea is to have somebody so knowledgeable and intellectual like yourself. And at the same time, have this approval or disapproval, which oftentimes lends itself to humor. Or just really funny, but cutting people. Um, so, like Adam Sandler uh, is a uh, respect approval, but that's one of his gifts. Uh, I like this. I hate yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah terrible. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. and it's just, yeah. and it's just, and this, and then you know, there's um, several other YouTubers out there that we follow that will begin to start showing how their shtick is literally saying, "I love this camera. I hate this camera. This is good. Oh my gosh, I'm terrible. I totally messed up. I hate you. You know." You guys are stupid. You try to write these things, and it's entertaining, though. Yeah, it's, mean, it's, it's really entertaining. And, <laughs> it and, and, and probably one of the most famous people that we know that has your profile is Al Pacino. Uh, Al Pacino, wealth primary, approval secondary, and it has that strength at the same time as an emotional connection uh, and possible love or hatred. He, he lays it all out on the line there. He, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they kind of seem like opposites. It kind of seems, is that yeah. a, uh, in MBTI, they would say how, how rare or how frequently they, the occurrence of a given type is. Is that, do, do you guys deal with that numerically at all? Is, uh, well, we is a wealth yeah. slash uh, uh, approval, sure. is that rare? Yeah. Is that common? What, what is it? Who else, uh, you're saying you think, St. Peter also might have had that profile. Well, he'd have a similar one. He would have had victory approval, mm -hmm. uh, um, but he would have flipped to wealth. Yeah, yeah. So the same, same way you'd flip to victory approval, he would flip to wealth approval. Right. I think that the interesting thing that we found is that it's, it's we don't think there's a rarity in the type. It's just more rare in usually certain types of cultures. So or where you'll find and, ethnicities, yeah. exactly. So certain um, certain areas of the world, you'll, you'll find it more common to have certain types of personalities because that is... Um, just from a genetic standpoint, what would be more common for right. them? Like Middle Eastern, you can find a lot more wealth primary. So the chance of finding a wealth approval is going to be probably more common there than it would um, in a place like um, Ireland, yeah. for example. Well, yeah, and this this is a really important point too. Marxists. Because, you know, yeah, just, yeah. Well, this is an important point because one of the things that um, that was uh, uh, written about as far as that. Uh, Notorious um, person that we all know that uh, helped to lead to the Holocaust. Uh, his stuff, um, specifically, there was, I think, a letter written, I think it was like September 16th, back in the day, where he talks about his hatred for a particular group of people. Now, that right. group of people, he was basically describing wealth, which was the ir irony to it, is he was actually showing that his, his racism was based off of a bias of a particular motivation. So one of the things that we hope to do is twofold. The first thing is to 
re to reduce or mitigate racism as much as possible. Because once we understand different cultures and different ethnicities have different strengths, then we can appreciate that rather than what he did, which was seeing a group that he didn't like their strengths because he was focusing on other aspects. And now, really, you're just deem it's just a bias. You're demonizing a motivation God created. Right, exactly. Which is, which is ridiculous. Right. But then you have the flip side of it. You also have the ability to talk about some of the struggles of cultures. And because every motivation has a strength and a weakness equally, you never get to that racism place. You literally go, hey, this culture has this struggle. This culture has this, this struggle. And so we hope it's going to help people to go past that kind of PC culture it says we can't talk about any of these things. And to be honest, that we're all sinners, that we all struggle, that we all have pros and cons. Um, but and to be able to appreciate what yeah. another culture has as well. Yeah. I like, mean, like again, like 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 President Trump is taking so much heat for what he says, but the Bible clearly puts two brothers together. One person that says something and I will not serve my father or I will not do what my father says and then does it. And somebody that says I will serve my father and then doesn't do it. At that point, when you think about somebody that's committed to things like um, um, the uh, the sanctity of life, no matter what he says from that standpoint, you would think that after four years, uh, you would have had all types of of you know prison camps and all types of other things. Instead, all we see is life being respected more. So I think that's you mean Trump. Trump, yes, yeah, Trump. yeah, yeah. I mean, he. I mean, wealth is all about getting to the bottom line, and he's been the most pro-life president in the history of presidents. Yeah. So he's been pretty direct about his route exactly. to exactly. effectuating yeah. pro-life, and that exactly. that would be one of the strengths of wealth yeah. people. And yeah. he he is a wealth guy, unlike yours truly, that is actually quite wealthy and, and is known. Therefore, could Just we, could time, we get, Jim. yeah, 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 no, that, maybe that's right. That's right. Look out, Trump. Look out, yeah, yeah, yeah. millionaires. Yeah. Here yeah, I come. Real estate market. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be yeah. an all time, you know, comeback. But uh, yeah, no, it, it, it should yeah. that that that'll make news in 2021. I'm sure. Could yeah. we get to the last? Uh, oh, 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 oh sure. Course. Sure. And, you know, one last thing as far as for Trump, it's kind of the ironic flip of things mm -hmm. where you say there's a, a uh, wolf in sheep's clothing. I feel like Trump is a lot more like a sheep in wolf's clothing. Right. And that's one of the big challenges that wealth will have. Publicly. Publicly. And anyway, especially yeah. in places like the, the West, uh, Western culture, which, which prizes a lot more respect. Uh, in, in, in Middle Eastern culture, be way more tolerated. And, and he might be seen as the, <laughs> the shy kid in, in the group. Right. Um, right. But, but, but that's part of the thing is pe people say, well, we want to end racism. Well, fine. Why don't you begin with your racism against these different motivations that are neither good nor bad, um, but have that. So, well, and that's, uh, I would say really quickly, that's a problem with body language is when, if, if a body language expert is telling you, if someone goes like this, it they're means they're elitist, yeah. they're arrogant, right. they're narcissistic, then they're just, they're inherently not the design of a human person, human behavior. And you're, you're just putting a definition to something. Yeah. Um, that is inherently bad. Yeah. In it's reductionistic. It's, exactly. It's physicalistic. Exactly. It's yeah. All, all of the bad things with yeah. associated with scientism yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so the third, the third set as far as motivations, um, is, um, revolution and balance and revolution is uh, visual plus thinking. So what will happen is the head will actually lean over to the left and then balance is 
feeling an auditory, the head will lean over to the right. So we say that when someone goes to that continuum, they have a bobblehead. So like, for instance, Richard uh, Dawkins is revolution primary. So uh, as, I, as I am as well, so the head will lean over to the left. And um, Neil Tyson uh, Degrassi is, yeah, is, a, is a balance primary. So his head will go over this way. But their heads will both keep going back and forth like this. You, Brennan uh, showed me videos of this, people, where in, in like times three, where it just goes like oh, this. Yeah. And, and it shows your battery is exhausted. So oh, sure. no. you, need, you need to get it some rest. As are we, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Me too. What a summer battery. You know what I mean? Summer 2020. So with Revolution, um, again, Richard Dawkins, the classic example, head leaning over to the left, um, thinks a lot more about logic, principles, reason. Um, a lot of scientists have a lot of revolution to them. Uh, then it will flip over to balance, and balance is... Um, more focused on the humor, more focused on being um, the aesthetic. aesthetic. It's feeling yeah. an auditory. So it's how do I feel in a situation? What are the rules? So you'll have um, people that are food critics or someone like Neil deGrasse, who is a scientist, but he does it in a way that's fun. It wants know, to be different from, yeah, exactly. from, from the rest of the pack. Mm-hmm. The same way that Steve Jobs balanced primary, same thing. He took some very nerdy, uh, industry like computing and he makes it aesthetically beautiful mm-hmm. but more yeah. than with the other uh, motivants mm-hmm. i notice balance is a case of nomen est omen where it really sounds like the name whereas wealth isn't yeah. always donald trump type wealth people oh sure R- respect isn't what it is R- approval could go kind of either way revolution is more logic that does, that isn't what it sounds like it would be yeah. a, a, a balance is more like is definitely not a, a Gordon. It's more like a frat, right? Where it's more like he'll yeah. kind of show one side, and then he doesn't want to go too far to that side, and then he'll kind of show the other side of sure. the coin. And and again, it's not none of these are inherently good. None of them are inherently yeah. bad. Or or Absolutely. maybe a Bishop Barron, right? Sure, want, another bounce. It's, it's a yep. tendency to want to be ideologically not too far from center. Yeah, right? the, the so, only the only thing that that I would maybe tweak that a little bit on is um, we, we tend to have what we call these four pillars of Nakana caps. And the first one is, um, is completeness. So if you had a set of seven tools, no matter what your profile is, you're going to want to have access to any one of those seven when God needs it. So Moses right. may have been shy approval, but God needs him to be respect and wealth going to um, the Pharaoh. So the first thing is you need is completeness. The second thing you need is quality, meaning if you're going to have a hammer, you want to make sure when you hit something, it doesn't the head doesn't break off. So you want to have a good quality of that. The third one you want to know is what is your goal, what you're going after with it. And then the fourth one is your sequence, meaning how do you order these things? And right. the, the reason why I'm bringing all these things up is because balance tends to be the uh, goal that that society in general tends to gravitate toward. So balance will tend to have the most popular people because they have this cross section between, they can say auditory things, but they do it in a laid back way. They're not so uptight. Um, They can talk about intellectual things, but they're not so nerdy. They can make it hip and relevant. So therefore, if you, if you were to then equate balance to being a description, the way that it's used in everyday terms is usually the blue ribbon. That is the gold ring that we're all, 
seeking after. Especially in psychology. Yeah, That's especially true. in psychology. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, you know, somebody dies, you know, in your life, you feel bad about it for a little bit, and then you move on. That's what the good thing is. Um, right. And and then the problem is with many of the humanistic movements um, from Carl Rogers and um, Abraham Maslow um, later on, as as does Eastern philosophy very much um, plays off of balance. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Mr. So Miyagi. We, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, <laughs> so in this situation, um, the balance is only one of the seven parts, whereas you would think that balance would mean, you know, the balance of all the seven parts. And balance very much is just as fragmented and limited when you understand the term as all the other motivants are, but it wouldn't seem that way. It would seem that right. balance is the, the gold standard. I'm not sure if you have a better way of... Yeah, no, I mean, I yeah. think that the biggest thing to understand with all of them is that there is there is this structure, and once you understand the structure of it, you see what the pros and cons actually um, lines up with the six simple machines and the compound machine being the seventh. They actually completely line up from an equational standpoint. If you understand balance being the pulley, like not wanting to... like sometimes even going to an extreme to balance out another extreme. So not always centrist, I would say, but looking to constantly, you know, want to, to act as a pulley well, like in a, I'll in give, a scenario, a then that it's, it yeah. might be an easier way of, of understanding yeah. what its goal is looking to accomplish. So I'll give you a classic example. Stephen Colbert is a balanced primary. Mm. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel is a balanced primary. Um, but as things have become more, politically um, heated, heated yeah. <laughs> and and uh you know polarized um and i'd say probably more so stephen colbert than even jimmy kimmel but stephen colbert is gone flipped over to revolution where there's no longer any balanced humor anymore it's only trying to prove a point using snarky jabs right and revolution so, we should also say it doesn't necessarily mean you're smart and right because i mean look right. at stephen colbert like sure it's yeah. so fact, right, right. But but Come it's on, someone right. that thinks, yeah, that if <laughs> they think rightly or wrongly that they're they're implementing logic to effect. Now, like, yes, yeah. So well, so, and yeah. as is the term revolution. I mean, it's somebody looking to right. implement their principles right. to bring about change, yeah. whether that's innovation right. or it's political yeah. or or whatnot. So you'll find a lot of activists will have revolution. Um, somewhere in their profile, and and again, we know there are all kinds of revolutions that are that are bad or good, right? Um, because their principles aren't necessarily right or wrong, right? It's right. What they are holding on to, yeah. And balance, most are uh, bad, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and most are leftist, but, right, but right. Balance, both balance and approval have a indirect type of communication, just in general. So one of the terms that you use is weaponized ambiguity. Well, ambiguity is almost synonymous with balance yeah, weaponize right. is is almost synonymous with victory so right. basically for us and we see it all the time we don't see it just in people trying to subvert uh the church we balance people just talk this way period right and so that's the challenge is when a balanced person has a bad philosophy a bad psychology a bad theology and they want to affect a change that's when it starts to weaponize what should otherwise be a harmonious, more peacemaking profile. Like really, right. our comedians are supposed to help to bring peace right now, and instead they're helping to incite riots right now. Right. So we've, we've literally lost our balance, mm-hmm. supposedly for the sake of balance, for the sake of harmony, yeah. we, we are now rioting. And, and there's something that's, that's backwards about this. We hope that Nakana Caps Don't and you the mean, underlying... Yeah. 
you mean peaceful protesting. But when <sighs> someone peaceful protests in the street and they start shooting police officers and burning buildings, to me, I think peace. Yeah. But no, one, one interesting instance probably has, and I, I know you've gone through this video because we've talked about it. Sure. I'm, I'm pitching it. I, yeah, I, I don't have a dishonesty uh, bone in the body. But what, one interesting issue that we've talked about is, uh, I forget what, what Matt Frad's secondary is. Good, good man, Matt Frad. Oh, sure. Nice man. Uh, I, I approve of him. He's a nice man. Because yeah. <laughs> I have approval secondary, right? So I'm well primary uh, approval secondary going on balanced primary. I think of Matt Frad as a, a really paradigm instance of balance. What, what's his secondary again? Because well, my he, interview on his show is very interesting in terms of me saying, this good, bad, you know, feminism, bad, there are bad sure. husbands, bad wives all around, blah, blah, blah. And he's trying to like juggle and keep the balls up in the air. And it probably right. made for, you know, interesting watching. Oh, it was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was fascinating. Well, <laughs> yes. it, it, so, so sometimes one thing that gets tricky is to know what someone's primary and secondary is. Um, because when somebody, it's somebody's secondary, it actually keeps firing off and actually has struggles stopping firing off. So for instance, for your secondary your approval is either loving or hating things and what it has struggles to do is to flip over to respect which is the yeah. other part of the which again you've probably gotten a few emails about this and <laughs> you know <laughs> but but us understanding this and saying he has a very similar profile to the first pope and the reason why it's it's such a admirable trait is because it's willing to take the chance you are willing to take the effort to even vet us out, even if you were skeptical, even if you weren't sure, if you liked mm -hmm. certain parts of it. Most people just are not willing to put in the effort, period. And, and so, therefore, there's a reason, I think, why Jesus chose someone with a similar profile to yours to be the first pope. Because because he of didn't that. have proper boundaries, you know. I mean, he just jumps in the water. He literally it's jumps like, in the water. I, that right. is yeah. Jesus. I'm just going. Right. You know. Um, yeah. It's like there, yeah. there yeah. isn't that rule that says, oh, that's that's inappropriate in this situation. Yeah. Jesus, literally, yeah. he's just he's yeah. in. Yeah. You know? yeah. Jesus yeah. says, you know, wash your feet. He's like wash everything. Yeah. Like you yeah. know, just like and yeah. So he, the, yeah, he's exactly. he's constantly doing these things. But once people understand that, then they would understand someone like yourself and how you could play a role in the church today, as opposed to saying, we don't like your tone. We don't like your style. We say, well, yeah, there are certain things that we all need to learn, but you're not appreciating the strengths of it. So going back to Matt Frad, his primary is respect and his respect is very much focused on the audience. It's very much focused on rules and those rules can be um received anywhere so we still are a sponge so we're not saying what his rules are which means we could never give a personality test if we didn't know if somebody grew up in new york if they grew up in right. texas if they grew up in australia what you know wherever they are that's going to affect it what because, those rules are, right, are very individual exactly Wait, so he's he's respect primary uh balance secondary yes yeah so oh, the, the i thought balance, he was the other way around yeah so the because yeah. what happens is he doesn't go to the protesting place the way that balance does. He'll actually continue to, to, to almost to a fault at times, um, go to a harmonious place. And then what will right. happen is he'll flip over to a disapproval. Like, let's just say, as far as the interview uh, with, with you at that particular yeah. time, where he literally yeah. was disapproving it's respect of respect and approval flipping right. back and forth. Because he's, because what yeah. he's doing, he's picturing his audience. Audience. Yeah. 
he's picturing his constituents to see, oh, they're not going to like what he's saying right now. So therefore, yeah. if I don't stand up for this, I'm going to get flack for it. So yeah. therefore, I need to be the one that's be willing to approve or disapprove of certain things. And this balance is constantly flying, you know, um, going off, but it's subtly trying to, again, that, that indirect ambiguity to try to subtly say, it's, it's like when somebody has to go and they don't say I have to go. They literally just start like picking up their stuff and walking out of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of yeah. like a classic example of of what yeah. a balance. Hat in hand. Uh, yeah, you're, you're yeah. like, you could just say bye, dude. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. it's just funny because you 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 knew all that just from watching the interview. Matt and I didn't didn't talk uh, immediately after, and there sure. was some. He was interested in what his audience was going to think because I was, you know, so coming over the tie, I took right. off my shoe and was pe- banging the table or whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he was worried about it. And he was like, wow, that was a really popular video on my end. I, I heard back more than I normally do because I don't right. normally have guests saying what you said, but it was yeah. the up to down ratio is surprisingly really good and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, and so we, we talked more. We've talked more in the the last six to eight months than we did in the first two, two to four months after that interview. Yeah. And Matt's a really nice guy. And yeah. And yeah. A, you know, personally, very friendly, nice yeah. man. And, but I mean, it's, it's interesting because he, you called it right afterwards. Yeah. You're like, oh, he was so nervous. Well, I think everyone could see that without training, but yeah, yeah, I mean that, and that's one of the things is being able to appreciate, you know, what he's good at, yeah. right. which is wanting to make sure that he's giving you an opportunity at the same time that he's thinking of how the other people are going to react. And, and that's, you know, sort of that understanding of, of the balance, you know, and also of the audience right, and of right. his friendship with yeah. you. And, and that's something he's good at is yeah. wanting to take all those things into consideration. Yeah. And there's difficulties he's going to have with that, that right. he can help to learn how to overcome. And that's one of the benefits of understanding this is you have more compassion on yourself. You have more compassion right. on the other person. Other person yeah. Um, cause you know how they're built at the same right. time, you know, you're both trying to get out of, you know, what's comfortable for you. Right. Um, right. And, and appreciate what, what the other person has to bring to yeah. the table. Yeah. And, right. and you really think of somebody like, for instance, St. Peter, we already know he's a saint. We already know Jesus chose him. So we know how to vote for him. The challenge when you have somebody like, uh, you know, Timothy Gordon come up, uh, we don't have that same, um, uh, you know, uh, preemptive decision as far as for what we are to think. To be fair, I haven't been crucified upside down very often (laughs) or even once thus far in my life. Give it time, my friend. Give Give it time. No, thank you. But but the point is, is, is that you see the potential there. And, and, and so then what we believe is what St. Paul was talking about is all the members of the body of Christ working together. Mm-hmm. So if, if Matt Frad could appreciate um, uh, your ability to jump in the water and just swim there, and if, if you could appreciate his ability to lower the temperature in the room, <laughs> uh, you know, rather than uh, outright, then, then what happens is then the Holy Spirit can help guide both of those things. And I think one of the things that needed to happen if we were to consult, let's just say, with, with Matt Frad, we would say one of the things that he needed to go is he needed to go to wealth in that situation because he had so much emotion that was happening. And he was kind of like this, and you could see his body language was doing all those things. Certain place, he just had to, like, just let it all go, go a little bit like kind of more, um, was it William F. Buckley or, you know, the firing line. You know, just kind of like, just like, because because at the end of the day, I think that's one of the challenges is, 
you'll have Catholics and and Christians um, be fearful of how we're being perceived by other people, but we don't do the the same measure to other people. So you know, it's always understandable that an atheist believes this. It's always understandable that somebody that's living in this culture is is pro-choice. And you know, but but we don't think about the consequences of what we're really talking about and what you're fighting for in this area. And again, you know, the three of us may have slightly different takes on that as well. But the point is, is <coughs> it's not about being so harsh on our own and so easy on everybody else so if a celebrity says oh i outside think outside the church yeah i think i think uh you know we should do horrible violent acts to these people and that's all okay but yet we're going to be doing that so what we, we would say is that a wealth would be a much better take in that particular situation and then him being able to flip over to that secondary of thinking about what the, what is the principle that you're ultimately trying to do. It's not just harmony because there was a lot of harmony in totalitarian regimes sure. within that group. It, sometimes it we have to have the hard sayings, we have to have the hard things because the iron and iron going together, whatever that phrase is, I always struggle with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, the steel <laughs> makes steel, whatever. Yeah. Sharpening. Iron you sharpens iron. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. think about your typical uh, autocrats. They are very good at creating a new homeostasis. In fact, this is how the socialists operate, right? Is right. The, yeah. the first stage is they, they demoralize and then they normalize the right. demoralization, meaning they created a new homeostasis of a new climate, a new temperature in the room. It might be 10 degrees hotter than it had right. been in a very short space of time. Yeah. They, they raise the average temperature 10 degrees and then they go around through a propaganda campaign and they tell everyone this is normal. So exactly. a lot of people, yeah, you're, you're saying, uh, my friend, Matt Fratt, well-respected sure. Matt Fratt in that interview, when he was like worrying about it, it's like, it's fine. We can have different, uh, right. points of view. Exactly. Tim, Tim, Tim has things to work on. Matt has things to work on. Sure. We all have things to work on. Right. And nevertheless, it's, it's important to realize that balance for its own sake is not inherently good. There's there's a certain kind of eudaimonian balance. Like there's a certain kind of eudaimonian motivant in each of the the six categories. Exactly. And exactly. Exactly. So what yeah. what I'd like to do is because this this is probably necessary to to give the ground, give a little bit of the history, sure. give a little bit of the personal pedigree, the background, right. how I even know you guys. Let's let's end it here. You just take us out on what we're going to be looking at. I will. I don't usually do day-to-day back-to-back videos, but we're going to be airing this today on Sunday, and then we will play the part two, to be continued, tomorrow on Monday. This will be us looking at some video of some actors. Is it the Ocean's Eleven actors? And we can look yes. at in real time how you make your diagnoses right. of the primary and secondary it's gonna, types. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's, it's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Um, so yeah, so Ocean's Eleven um, obviously has a lot of famous people that people are familiar with. So we like to use that as a uh, as a movie. Uh, we don't endorse everything in the movie. We don't endorse all the actors, but uh, it is a great shared knowledge that people have. Yeah. And uh, what we're going to see is the uh, person that plays Saul uh, is going to be a wealth primary. You're going to see a lot of head movements up and how he responds to it. You're going to have um, George Clooney be um, the respect primary and what, what are some of the things I, I get sick of hearing my voice. 
But what we're going to see, what's interesting is because it was a varied cast, they wanted to be a varied cast, we're going to show the six embodied motivants in six different actors. So I don't know if we want to give away all the... Do we not want to give... Okay, I, think okay, we wanna, okay. I think we want to leave a okay, little, but, but yeah, little but, but mystery. We, but we will profile George Clooney, <laughs> um, uh, uh, Matt Damon, uh, Ben Affleck. Casey Affleck. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Casey. Yeah, sorry, Casey. <laughs> Living in his brother's brother. shadow. Uh, uh, he's got an Oscar. I guess they both have Oscar. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, who else we got here? You have Scott, uh, Scott Kahn, Carl Reiner. Yep. Um, are we missing Brad Pitt? Yep. yep. So, yeah. yeah. So, so it's going to be a lot of fun yeah. going through that to actually show 100% of the time, not a correlation, not a statistical... Um, probabilism. You know, not, probabilism. Not probabilism. Uh, yeah. That... The body is emitting all of these motivations, and you will be able to see these actors that you've probably seen time and time again in a whole new light, like you've never seen before. And you're going to take all your personality tests that you've studied, and you're going to do lock them in the closet. Yeah. Yes. No. no, Put them in the garbage can, man. Yeah. Yeah. Make 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 pinatas out of them. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um. And one of the things that's going to be really fun is you can immediately take this information and start using it in your own life because these are very these are just the basics. Children can learn them. Our children know them by heart, of course. They do. They've been hearing it for ad nauseum for years, but um. But kids can learn it. People can learn these things very quickly. And so you can go from that video on Monday to immediately looking at the people around you. And we have people come up to us all the time that say, oh, my gosh, yeah. once I learn this, I it's we, like I can't unsee yeah, what we, I just saw. I don't see anything the same before. way. We thought you were crazy. Yeah. And now I can't get it out of my mind. I see it everywhere. It's yeah. totally true. Um, and the final thing that's probably the most exciting and the, the thing, reason that we believe that God hid this, we don't think that we were just so smart that we discovered what no when prior to us did we think God truly hit it for this moment that when that sometimes things are the darkest before the light and we believe this is a fork in the road that that um, God is giving proof to say he knows you better than you know yourself he is definitely relevant and uh, we have a choice now of what we decide is good and bad in this world so when we begin to show the mappings throughout the Gospels throughout the Genesis to Revelation uh, people are going to be really excited because then you're going to have divine word teaching you the system. He will show the good and bad balance, the good and bad revolution. And we just want to be promoters of what we what we call is, you know, discovered by man, designed by God. That That's really what we're doing is, is God just took two, you know, unworthy servants to discover this and now to share this with the world. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to put your information up on the screen here and I'm going to encourage people if they're interested, particularly after they see the second video, they're going to want to see the proof by tasting the pudding as, as it were. And, but I'm going to put your, your information up both days. Here it is guys. This is really exciting stuff. I've been thinking of the best time to unveil this. And I thought just before the election would work out. So thanks for coming on Brennan and Audra Nakane. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay. And we're going to we're, we're going to make this video right now, but we're going to air it tomorrow with the whole crew from Oceans 11. God bless everyone. Please like subscribe, hit the bell so you updated and all that. Uh, see to my pra- Patreon if you feel so moved. And thanks a million. Everyone say your daily beads, do whatever uh, devotionals you do, because we are in a truly world historical period in a really microscopic way. October of 2020 could be one 
red letter date for the calendar yeah. Even even a century from now, it's really important stuff. And that's why Brennan and Audra's system needs to come out now. It needs to be aired before. Who knows what happens if the worst should happen and Biden wins the election. We're all, all of us YouTubers, all of us people putting out unregulated content on social media who are persona non grati are going perhaps to be forced off. Uh, so yeah. who knows? It, it sounds melodramatic later if it doesn't happen, but this is the time. This is the place. We've kept our powder dry and now we aim to use it. So it proverbially people. Anyway, uh, Brendan Audra, thanks. And we will, Thank everyone you. out there listening, we'll see you again tomorrow. God bless. Deus Volt, everyone. Deus Volt. Peace. Thanks again, Tim, for having us. Awesome. You guys are number one.